welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Twenty babies were saved because of that battle that we were just in. There's people that are out there all the time. I would encourage you, if there's not a ministry you're involved in, I'm not doing this to promote that, but believe me, when I went out there, I thought, wow, I wish I had more time to do this because there's a need there. And it's not acting crazy. It's not acting stupid. It's, it's being filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the living God, interceding and praying. It's effective. Just your presence there is effective, that it could save up to 75% of the babies that might have been murdered that day. Power, authority, so great when those two come together like this angel. He had all power and authority to call out his proclamation. Verse two, what does he cry out? He cried mighty with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. You notice fallen, fallen, repeated, I believe for sure it's to, because to, it's going to be sudden, it's going to be sure, nothing will stop the fall of this, this evil system, it will be dealt with, it will be brought down. Some suggest maybe it's repeated twice because spiritual Babylon will fall and commercial Babylon will fall. It's fallen, fallen, the two will fall. But did you notice it says it'll become a dwelling place for demons, prison for every foul spirit, a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Birds in the, in the Bible, many times the birds of the air speaks of evil or the devil and wickedness and possibly, but you know, Dr. Vernon McGee, McGee believes that possibly during the millennial, listen to this, this is interesting, and he believes that during the millennial kingdom that possibly Iraq, there in that place, there uh, in Babylon today, where we call Iraq area, that there'll be an area where the demons will be incarcerated, the spiritual realm will be incarcerated in that area, and possibly the, the uh, bird kingdom, the, the physical uh, animals. And he uses, and I want to point this out, he uses Isaiah 13, so check this out. Isaiah 13, 19 says, In Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It says, It will never be, can we say that together? Inhabited. Nor will it be settled from when? Generation to generation. Nor will the Arabian pitch their tent there, nor will the shepherds make their sheepfold there. There's more to it. But the wild beast... Of the, desert, of the desert will lie there, and their houses will be full of owls. Ostriches will dwell there, and the wild goats will caper there. The hyenas will howl in their citadels. Isn't the hyena just a, a, a crazy animal there? I can't, they, they got this like smiley faces. and It's like they got this, this look on their face like, wow. Okay, um, the jackals in their, in their pleasant palaces. Her time is near to come and her days will not be prolonged. So great cross-reference. Another good one. Speaking of Babylon, Jeremiah 50, verse 39. Therefore, the wild desert beast shall dwell there and with the jackals, the ostriches shall dwell in it and it shall be inhabited, excuse me, it shall be inhabited. Can we say this together? No more forever nor shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. And God, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighbors, says the Lord, 
So no one shall reside there, nor son of man dwell there in it. Think through this with me. So if this does happen, the the fall of Babylon, this, this system that's located in Iraq, destroyed, that's at the end of the tribulation period. Immediately following that, Jesus Christ comes back, sets up his kingdom, the earth will be changed. So when will, there not, when will Babylon not be uh, you know, inhabited again? So that's an interesting thing to, to look at. So it's very possible. It could be as, as, as Dr. Vernon McGee says. Verse three. For all the nations have drunk of the wine, back to this commercial Babylon, the wine of the wrath for fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become, can we say this together? Rich through the what? The abundance of her luxury. Notice all the nations are drunk with the wine of this fornication of hers. I believe it's like a spiritual fornication, meaning they turn away from God and they want to rebel and do it their way. And the system has nothing to do with God. It's evil. The nations will be caught up in this greed and materialism and think through this. The rapture of the church when it happens, right? There'll probably be millions of people, Christians, going to heaven, right? Churches will be emptied. Hopefully this church will be all empty. Question to you real quick, little side note. If the rapture happened right now, will you be in your seat? I hope everybody goes like this. No way, because I'm going up. You don't want to be in your seat because all hell will break loose on this earth and you don't want to be here during that time. But listen, churches will be emptied. So they'll, they'll have the wealth of, of uh, churches, wealth of homes left behind, bank accounts left behind, all this. That's just the start. That's just millions probably, right? So uh, say millions are gone, so you've got all this. But don't forget this. According to Revelation 6, verses 7 and 8, the fourth judgment seal, a quarter of the earth will be killed, right? All that wealth will be left here. Then Revelation 9, at the trumpet judgments, a third of mankind will be killed. That's going to be probably over half the world population will be wiped out during the time of tribulation. Half. That's some four billion people will be destroyed during that time. Think of all the wealth that will be left behind. Not to mention, what about the martyrs? All those who will be beheaded for their faith. All their wealth will be left behind. All their homes and their bank accounts and everything will be left behind. So take over half the world population gone, they'll need somebody to just divvy it all out. And the Antichrist will be coming on the scene. And, and it is, don't forget this fact. In order for them to partake in that wealth, they need to take the mark. They need to worship the beast. But think of the temptation. I'm here, um, yeah, Mr. So-and-so, yeah, we divvied everything out. We've got $5 million to put in your bank account here. Just, uh, yeah, did you take your mark yet? Oh, no, a little slight technicality. No big deal. Just here, go down to that office over there. Take your mark, yeah. Um, don't forget to bow down to the idols. Yeah, bow down to, to the beast, yeah, the image of the beast. Yeah, you bow down to that. Sign on the dotted line. Let us give you your mark. We'll put, five, we'll put $5 million in your bank account. You might say, Pastor, you're stretching it. Really? You think so? What about Daniel 8? What does it say? Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. Have we seen any of that today? Hmm... Not too much, huh? And he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many with, in their what? He shall destroy many in their prosperity. This is talking about the Antichrist in context. 
will come during the tribulation period, ruling over people. He'll be deceiving them, and they will, he will cause many to be destroyed through prosperity. I think it fits perfectly with the text that we're in. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. Who's that? Jesus. But he shall be broken without what? Human means. When Jesus Christ comes back, he'll destroy him. He'll have, the, this antichrist won't be there long. But the, the point is, people will be deceived through prosperity. It'll be very deceptive. The big question as we go through this chapter, is it literal Babylon? Is this a, a city in Iraq? Is, or is it symbolic? And you have Bible scholars that they debate this. They split down the middle. Some say it's symbolic. Others say it's literal. I like to say I believe it's literal. And I'll, I'll explain that in upcoming weeks as we go through this. But if this is a literal place, in Iraq, Babylon will be restored and it'll be the head of the economic system. That means that things have to start shifting over to the Middle East. Wealth, power, influence, spiritual influence. Are we seeing that today, do you guys think? Well, let's take a look. Did you know uh, China is ready to deepen their friendly, have friendly cooperation with the Afghan relations. Listen to this. China said Monday that Beijing is ready to deepen friendly and cooperative relations with Afghanistan a day after the Taliban toppled the Afghan government. Foreign minister spokesman, she was asked, uh, but did not answer explicitly when asked whether Beijing will recognize the Taliban as a legitimate rulers but said that China would respect the choice of the Afghan people. My point is, is we're seeing world, big world governments now shifting in a fast rate, shifting over to the Middle East. How about Russia? Did you guys see this? This guy, guys, this is huge right here. How many saw this news? Can you see a show of hands? Wow, okay, only about four or five people. Russia, Saudi Arabia signs, listen, military pact amid Biden's chaos in Afghanistan. That's huge. Saudi Arabia is very rich. They have a lot of influence, a lot of monies and all, and now Russia's coming to their aid and, and joining in a military alliance with them. Very interesting. How about this, Russian military. It says, Syrian air defense downs 22 of 24 Israeli airborne missiles. Why is that important? Well, Israel, usually they're so advanced in technology that when they, okay, Russia, most of you, hopefully you guys know this, Russia's in Syria, right, on the northern border of Israel. Russia's there, Iran's there, Turkey's there, they have military influence there, right? Up till now, Israel is, is taking care of business. When they try to, to you know, flex their muscles, they take out anything that they can. They're very smart, they do it very stealth. But what's happening now is Russia's now able to outsmart some other technology and now they're downing these, these missiles that are coming in. And so we see the focus very strong on the Middle East. Russia's a big player, which we know, according to end times, they will be. How about this? This is so sad. Death toll rises there in Afghanistan at the airport. Terror attacks, nearly 200 now believed killed in suicide blasts. Correct me if I'm wrong, when Obama was president, all we heard is ISIS, 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 ISIS. Oh, they're so big, they're so powerful. Oh, we're trying to control ISIS. It's so out of control, ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. When the next administration came in, when Donald Trump came in, um, what did we hear? ISIS is under control, we've taken them out. They're running scared, right? 
Correct me if I'm wrong. They're running scared. You don't hear any more of them attacking anymore. You don't hear any more of them doing anything. Now we have another administration in there, and all of a sudden, um, 200 people are killed. These are real lives. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace what our government is doing right now. Some say Biden should be court-martialed. They should take him to jail for what he's allowing to happen right now. These are real lives being killed. Right? He's the commander-in-chief. I don't care what side you're on. It doesn't matter to me. These are real lives. This is not politics. These are people. These are Marines. These are local people. Young men in harm's way are getting killed. And the shift is taking its toll, and it is turning to the Middle East. Poll, Americans say Afghan uh, evacuation mishandled. 68%, even 55% of them are Democrats that are finally getting it. Saki defends the Taliban, says we're not negotiating with terrorists, says we're taking orders from them. <laughs> Did you guys see this? How many saw this about the Pope? Guys, what we're seeing today, the reason why I put, take this out, because I get people that visit here and they say, oh, you know, you're, and I had one person even asked me last night, do you think Jesus would be talking about this? I say without a doubt, yes, positively he would be talking about this. I said, do you know how John the Baptist got killed? No, I don't know how he got killed. Do you know why he got killed? No, I don't know why. He got killed for calling out uh, a leader, a political leader, Herod. That's how he got killed. This is the, the, the mightiest prophet that ever walked this earth got killed for calling out political leaders. Don't tell me that that's, we shouldn't be talking about this in church. Yes, we should. But, but, this, but, but what I'm trying to get with this too, all the pieces are falling in place. We need to have a spiritual leader to come on the scene, a false prophet to come on the scene that will get involved with all this, which this person fits that bill pretty good. But you also need, the, the emphasis needs to stay away from the United States. We're not a superpower. We're not going to be in Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy is going to be there in the Middle East where things are going to take place out of Europe and all this, and we're seeing all these things forming right in front of our eyes, and it's forming very fast, guys. So Pope Francis, you know what his solution is in Afghanistan? He says we need to dialogue. That's what we need. It's the only path to peace and security. Wow. So while uh, women are being raped and mutilated, kids are being killed in the streets, execution style, I've seen it with my own eyes, killing innocent people. If you're a Christian, you get executed. They tell you to put, in, in Afghanistan, for the Taliban, put an X on your, in your door if you have a 12-year-old, uh, uh, daughter's 12 years old, and is it older or younger? Older, 12 or older, right? And if you don't put an X on your door, they'll kill your whole family. This is, this is real, this is true. They'll kill your whole family, they'll execute your whole family. If you're found with a 12-year-old daughter or older, if she's older than 12 years old, and they find her there, they'll execute the whole family. They'll take the girl, but they'll execute the whole family. If the ex is on there, they just go in and take her so that she can be their bride or sex slave or seller on the market after they used her. That's happening today, guys. But what's the solution? Our, our a spiritual leader says we're to dialogue. We need to have more dialogue with the Taliban who are killing and mutilating and hunting down Christians. Yes, they're hunting down Christians. Verse three. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her materialism it will prosper during that time. People are gonna become very wealthy businesses. The rich will become richer. Most likely the poor will become poorer. But I wanna use it in application for us to say, 
Guys, we need to keep a light touch on the things of this world. And I believe it's good to keep yourself in check to make sure you have a light touch on the things of this world. Do your possessions possess you? We have to be careful that our possessions don't possess us and that we have a light touch. I, I believe it's very important that we keep that light touch in this world because things can get a hold of us. I have to struggle sometimes just, you know, checking emails or checking things, and I'm a, on this. I, I have such a habit. I've noticed myself, you know, when I go, I'm always grabbing my phone, always I'm like, I got to fast from this sometimes. Not that it's evil, but it's just, it's, it's time-consuming, and I have to keep it in check. Before I became a believer in Jesus Christ, I was so into materialism, things. At a young age, I bought my own home, and I... I bought a, a rental home with three families. I rented, I think it was, I don't know, 20 years old, 21 years old. I had my own income home. I rented it out. And that, you know, I was into all that. I prospered in the, in the corporate world. I went up the ladder very fast. I, I was into material things. My house was an idol. Looking back, it was, you know, meant a lot to me. I bought my own, a brand new home and just built and all that stuff. It was just a prestige and, it, you know, pride. And I thought I was something. And keeping up with the Joneses and all that. My girlfriend that was living with me, we both weren't saved, we both weren't Christians. And one day, I remember there was, a, I came home and there was a spot, a stain in the carpet, right in the center of the carpet. And it wouldn't come out. It was ink or something. I don't know what it was, but it wouldn't come out. We tried everything to get it out. And it was almost like, looking back, it's like my God was blemished. I was like, I can't, that can't be. And I just drove me crazy. It's like, we got to replace the carpet. And, and it's just, it was just such a bondage that I was in. And I remember one day that my girlfriend at the time, again, we weren't Christians, she came and, and she said, you know, I think I should move out and it, I don't think God likes what we're doing. And she, she was right. But then she moved out and, and then so instantly um, she owned like 90% of the furniture. We had really nice furniture, but it was hers. So I, you know, she took all the furniture. And so then I was thinking about, you know, I've got to have better furniture, bigger, nicer. And I was just thinking about what am I going to do? And, you know, how are we going to make this look even better than it did? And I was just so caught up in that world. But then shortly after that, I gave my life to Christ. And she, the next day, she gave her life to Christ. She's a missionary now. And I'll never forget, I was in my living room, and I'll, I was sitting on the floor. My house was completely empty. All the furniture was gone. And I had tears in my eyes because I had found what I was looking for, Jesus Christ. And I was in there just weeping, saying, God, I could care less about furniture right now. Matter of fact, I don't even care about this home. Do you want to take the home? My life is not mine anymore, and I'm so free. And the bondage was gone. That, that materialism was gone. It wasn't, I didn't have to have certain things. I didn't have to worry about what people thought of me and, and all that stuff. He lifted all that off of me. And it was just my relationship with him. And it was such a beautiful thing. I'll never forget there on the, just, you know, sitting on the floor, looking at my house, it's completely empty and just talking to God and saying, God, I am so content. I've never been so content in my entire life. I have you. And that's all I really need. And when I went to buy furniture, it wasn't about, you know, anything other than, hey, God, what kind of furniture do you want me to have? <laughs> doesn't matter. What do you want me to do? And we need to keep ourselves in check with this world. This world's passing away. We need to keep a light touch in the things of this world. Guys, we're living in such a crazy time. I, I never in my life would ever think that we would live in such a time. Things are so deceptive and I... You know, to, to have these bills passed and try to disguise them under different bills to do mandates for vaccines, whatever happened to my body, my choice. And we don't talk about that anymore, do we? 
Guys, if you don't understand, if you don't get the fact that there's a control that's going on that's going to get worse, then you, hopefully you did not drink the Kool-Aid, because I'll be in love, would like to say to you, you're being deceived. You're being lied to. You see, there will be a big government control. There will be a one-world government. There will be a one-world economic system. We can't stop it, but we need to stand up for what's real, what's true, what's right. I'm this kind of person, I'm sorry, but if you say something to me and it's not true and it's not right, I'll do my best to say, no, that's not true, that's not right, this is true, biblically speaking. I said it once, I might have said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. The Bible needs to be our fact check. The Holy Spirit needs to be our navigator. And if you're walking in sin and you're walking in this world, you're going to be confused. God is not an author of confusion. And the enemy loves when people are bound in sin, bound in this world, because he can manipulate so well. And don't think it's not evident. It's very evident. It's very clear. You see, he's the master of deception. He's the father of lies. He lies and he's a deceiver. And if you're walking in the spirit, you're walking close to Jesus, when the lies come, you're like, are you for real? I don't know how many conversations I have with people that, you know, they, they start telling me this stuff. I really, I go, are you, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? And I was like, well, what about this, 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 and this? And like, oh, yeah, well, maybe. It's like, and, and what, about, and what about this, 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 and this? And like, oh, yeah, maybe. Talking about the world and it says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself, 2 Timothy 2, 4, with the affairs of this what? Life that he may please who? Him, who's enlisted him as a what? A soldier. Do you realize you're enlisted as a soldier? If you're all caught up in the things of this world, if you don't have a light touch on the things of this world, you will be lied to, you will be deceived, and you'll be manipulated. First John 2, 15, you know it well. Do not love the what? World, or the things in the? If anyone loves the? The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, beware. The lust of the beware. The pride of beware. Is not of the Father, but is of what? The world. And where is the world going? It's passing away. Don't live for this world, guys. Do not live for this world. This world is passing away. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the mind, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, it's passing away and the lust of it, but he who does what? The will of God abides for and ever and ever and ever. Do you guys see this? Harvard names atheist as chief chaplain. Way to go, Harvard. <laughs> Harvard University, the elite institution founded by Puritans to train ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ has selected a devout Atheist, to serve as its chief chaplain. Don't tell me people aren't taking crazy pills because I won't believe you. That's ridiculous. This is, Harvard University was, was founded by Puritans to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to raise up ministers. That's where they started. Harvard started to raise up ministers for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now their chief, their, their, their chief chaplain's an atheist, doesn't even believe in God. As we close... Babylon has fallen. World system that's against God, a world system that's being developed that wants nothing to do with God. 
a world system that tells you you're not allowed to pray in school, you're not allowed to have a Bible in school, a world system that wants nothing to do with God will be left over to themselves to rule and reign and govern themselves. But those who do the will of God, hopefully that's you, hopefully that's me, will abide forever. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.